0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What
1: piece of Hollywood memorabilia are you going to buy? Money is no object. 651-641-1071. This is The Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. Gosh, I love that song. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, hey. And uh, Bradley, why are we asking people what kind of Hollywood memorabilia they want to buy when money's no object?
2: Because the Tin Man's can was just auctioned off for buttloads of cash. Puns not intended. There really is an interesting story attached to the Tin Man's oil can, which mm. is what we're talking about, you know, from The Wizard of Oz. e when he, uh, you know, uh, was reanimated thanks to the scarecrow, what?
1: He just made it sound like a porn.
2: Oh <laughs> no! It's an That's what it sounded like. I know. <laughs> he wants no tin man porn. You don't know. I'm be sure real it rusty. exists. I don't.
0: Might be kind of stiff.
2: Yeah, but it's gonna leave a mark. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, but he comes with his own lube, so hey! that's because it's in the oil can. 250,000, or as the uh, TM and the Z put it unceremoniously, the $250,000 lube job. Um. All right. We know that uh, this sold yesterday for $250,000, thanks to TMZ. But if you go on the website of the auction house, you can see the bid history. And, like, literally, this was down to two people over the last uh, day or so.
1: They were just real excited about that oil can.
2: Yeah, I mean, it started bidding, I think, started back in March on the 19th. At ninety-five thousand and ended up at just about two hundred and fifty thousand. Hmm. Now this is part of the artifacts of Hollywood and Music uh lot. And it apparently Is there is... more
1: cool stuff on that though?
2: Oh, there's like tons of stuff. Yeah. Okay,
1: I'm gonna go shop
2: yeah. right now. So there's a bunch of Elvis stuff actually, some Frank Sinatra stuff uh that I'm looking at. You can literally buy one of Elvis's rings. It's currently the Bid is $6,250, wow. although bidding is closed. So, that these actually, I don't know if these are all closed now that you say that. Uh, Fine, but anyway, you can go gwsauctions.com. Wonderful. Yeah, you can get an Elvis Presley Army fatigue shirt for $25,000. It's crazy. Anyway, so that got me thinking like, what are the pieces of Hollywood? Money is no object. You can buy any bit of Hollywood history what are you buying give us a jingle jangle at 651-641-1071 and uh, holly colleen do you, is there a piece of hollywood history that she would like to purchase um, holly as well the question to you
1: i will i will just say and i know this is so cliche and i know we're already talking about wizard of oz stuff but the thing that has always been fascinating to me has been those ruby ding-dang slippers. They used to have a pair of the ruby slippers from Wizard of Oz, and there are, are many pairs, I should say. And I think one went missing for a period of time.
2: Oh, yeah, we talked about it on the show. Yeah,
1: um, I had it. No, I'm just kidding, I did not have it. But there used to be a pair on display at uh, in Disney World at their replica of the Grauman's Chinese Theater there on your way into the ride, You would meander past all these artifacts. Yeah. And there was a pair of the shoes there. And I remember as a child, I would just, the line would be moving around me and I would just have my face up against it looking at those shoes. Putting my brain in the space that Judy Garland's feet had been in them and that I had watched them on a screen. My whole life, yeah. So I know that that sounds like such a silly, you know, cliche. But that would be so for you, the ruby slippers. Yeah, mm
2: -hmm. Holly. What about you?
0: I want something weird and personal from a celebrity.
2: Of course you do. You want like like, a driver's license? Yeah. Button lint from Marlon Brando.
0: Right. Well, that would be amazing. I almost bought a driver's license, a Nevada driver's license, of Jerry Lewis that was on auction. Then I'd want it framed in the bathroom. You
2: know, do you think that's partially because? Like that's an affordable bit of Hollywood history you can actually own versus say the Ruby slippers, which you're never gonna I'm never to buy. gonna have them.
0: Well, it's also just not it's not a it's a piece of personal ephemera yeah. from so somebody So you wanna like
2: huff it and sleep with it and smell it.
0: Well, not quite that, but I'm just saying like
2: you want to feel connected to the person (laughs) because it's a personal item. Exactly. Not
0: necessarily because it's a prop from a movie or a television show, Yeah, because that's different. There's something about having a personal connection with these celebrities and stars that seemed otherworldly in the way that they presented themselves. That is just that's appealing. Like, give me a coffee mug from, you know, Charles Nelson Riley that he used to use behind the scenes in Hollywood Squares. If you did have to pick something from
2: a movie, is there anything that would stick out? Like a movie that you loved, and you're like, I just want to have this. I
0: wish that Debbie Reynolds' costume collection was still intact. Mm. You
2: know, it's funny. I'm glad that you mentioned that, because we talked a little bit about that. And feel free to join the conversation at 651-641-1071. We were talking about this yesterday. Because of this story, Lori brought uh, to the table about the... Uh, oil can going up for sale and she referenced Debbie Reynolds I was like, oh girl that is the thing I would love to go back in the time machine Mm -hmm. uh, and see because there was the Debbie Reynolds Casino in Vegas that had a show and the show was all of the bits and pieces in her Hollywood collection and by the way, she was the only person from the golden age of Hollywood who thought, you know all of these costumes and set pieces that are just getting, you know, lit on an, uh, a trash heap bonfire could really be valuable someday. So let me start saving them. And she just started, you know, running off with them because nobody wanted them.
0: Right. Like, back in the 70s, I think, MGM had a big fire sale, no pun intended. It was like, well, we've got all of these costumes, we have all of these things that are on the back Like Marilyn
2: lot. Monroe's, you know, dress, uh, the the subway dress.
0: It's so bizarre to
1: me that nobody... I mean, it, it, of course, now hindsight is twenty twenty, but... It's, well
2: people didn't take ephemera and memorabilia yeah. seriously the way we do today
1: I guess I mean it's just a it's it's mind-blowing to me that it was that nobody was thinking like that and here we are now today and it is like a legitimate business uh, to Auction these things off to display them. Yeah, to have and museums sadly they end up in drum.
2: you know, um, like uber-rich collectors. You know, bunkers that yeah. we're never going to see, which, which is, is a shame, as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. Holly, it sounded like somebody might be on the phone. Yeah,
1: we've got Monica on the line. Hi, Monica. Monica, money's no object. What piece of Hollywood memorabilia are you gonna buy?
0: I would love to have the door from Titanic
1: Ooh. to prove that two people could fit on it
0: well here 's my idea, so I get that door, and I would either replace my front door, which I need a new front door in my house I love with that. that or or
1: encase it in like some wrapped object material so that I could float it in my pool to actually show yes. <laughs> And people could
2: fit into that. Door. I love it. I, love I this. want you to get a replica though before you put it in the pool and just keep the original somewhere safe, but yeah, then, you know, make a replica for your outside pool experience. Perfect. Okay.
1: <laughs> Thank you Monica for your call. Um, Bradley, you haven't said what you would get.
2: Oh, I mean, you know, uh the the list is long, but I will say like the one piece of like a movie, although it's technically a TV show would be Doctor Who's TARDIS. Mm. Because I just, I just, you know, I would love to have that in my house somewhere, and you could use that. And people do this. They'll, like, have them in their house, and then it opens up into a much bigger space, which is the whole thing. It's bigger on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, like a piece of the Golden Girls set.
1: Yeah, yeah. Other
2: than the one that I have, thanks to you, obviously. Yeah,
1: which I've still never figured out what episode.
2: It's not. I don't think it was ever used in an episode of the Golden Girls, but it was, like, on... It was in their, their prop collection. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Bradley, I gave Bradley a set of glasses that was in their prop collection. Uh, and actually, you know, that is actually kind of a fun thing. You can easily search memorabilia and find very affordable pieces.
2: Or you could 10 years ago. I don't know if you yeah, can I don't know. Anymore.
1: Well, yeah, you could 10 I'm, years ago.
2: I mean, based on, you know... Like the amount of money I spent on Zach Efron's wardrobe wow. from Bad Grandpa. That was a whole I don't think th- you get the whole deal. Thing.
1: <laughs> when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, let's get the Cobra Gang together. Um, remember that thing that Kim said and then said that she didn't say? Well, the reporter has receipts and uh, we're going to dig through them after this on My Talk 1071 thing that Kim Kardashian said that she didn't say after they said that she said it and then now the reporter is like, yeah, but she did, and I have the receipts. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. i I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Should we get the Cobra gang together? Let's do it. Whenever there's trouble we'll double with the
2: Cobra gang. If you've got
0: the crime we've got the time We're
2: yeah, it turns out, Kims, they took me totally out of context with a K-infomercial interview <laughs> on GMA, by the way, put a pin in that, wasn't just the it's so obviously a house of lies as you can imagine and we talked about the reporter in question as you referenced has the receipts to prove it so let's just circle back and remember that uh, Kim Kardashian said some things that went viral uh, that women need to get their bleeping bleeps up and work Mm -hmm. before complaining that it seems like nobody wants to work these days
1: and she didn't mean it in the RuPaul Paul, you better work.
2: No, that's W-E-R-Q. This is totally different. The reality star, of course, was blasted as tone-deaf and out of touch following that interview. Because remember, they did this Variety Puff piece to kick off the uh, upcoming season of their new reality show, The Kardashians well, uh, that didn't sit well with the world because I don't know if you've met the world. Um, I'm not familiar with many people who just don't want to work these days. Mm-hmm. I just mean, won't get who up. aren't working. Meaning, yeah. sure, we'd all love to not work, but guess what? We're all breaking our buns mm-hmm. to put food on the table, etc. So she then reacted, Kim Kardashian did, by saying that, my comments, and we talked about this yesterday, I believe, my comments were taken out of context. Oh, were they? Mm-hmm. Were they? Mm-hmm. She sat down, of course, and talked to Robin Roberts on GMA. I wonder why. GMA
1: airs on? ABC. Yep. ABC owns?
2: It's the same Hulu. outfit Hulu. who owns... <laughs> the-
1: Car-
2: da- the Kardashians. Kardashians. Ah! Thank you. So, Variety's chief correspondent, uh, you know, in charge of this piece, Elizabeth Wagmeister, was like, um... "This is not how this all went." And I will we're say, we're not going
1: to let the tail wag this Wagmeister.
2: In in the and I see what you did there. In this interview with Robin Roberts, Kim Kardashian claims that the question about her advice for women came after chief correspondent elizabeth wagmeister mm. suggested that she kim kardashian was just famous for being famous which kim said made her entire tone and attitude change so she was basically saying um if if you didn't like that response it's because i was a, i was kind of on edge because this woman asked me a really... Mm. She was feeling question attacked. She was feeling attacked. Yeah, maybe. maybe and, she got all attitude-y. Uh, Ms. Wagmeister responded, um, well, actually, in response to a tweet, by the way, that claimed what Kim said. She's like, yeah, that's not what she claimed. I just reviewed the raw footage of the interview, and the question I asked was very direct. What would be your advice for women in business? And in fact, that question and she says this the question about being famous for being famous came after that question actually mm. um or the 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 question about working so it wasn't a case where kim kardashian was ticked by the famous for being famous question where she wherein she starts to talk about women needing to work so again the reporter shows up with the receipts mm-hmm. yeah
1: the thing that The thing about this that I think, for me, rubs me so wrong is that Kim Kardashian went ahead with this notion that this was all taken out of context, knowing full -er well that there's video evidence of it, meaning that's how confident she is that that she can that she can dominate the narrative.
2: Yeah, well, so, and this was the whole reason I wanted to talk about this story because it's an example, it's an illustration of Kim Kardashian um, and and Kardashian Inc. thinking that they uh, control space-time. And that is that they can tell a story on their own terms w- without the world, like, and it's always after the fact. Like, you can't, like, it just is what it is, Kim. And mm-hmm. just because you tell us it's a certain way doesn't mean that's the way it is. And that might work on a reality show, meaning you can produce things so that they look like they happened after the fact when, in fact, they didn't. Or that you can change the order of reality to suit whatever narrative that it is you're trying to tell on your reality show. But the world that is as we are living in it right mm-hmm. now does not operate under those same rules. And it's... It's just, you know, it's it's a perfect example of them thinking like, if only I say it, it is true. When the rest of us are like, well, that might work when you have a production company for your reality mm-hmm. show, which isn't real, but not for actual reality, which is it's, actually it's real. real. Yes.
1: The frustrating thing, too, I think is, you know, in the and I'm making some assumptions here that this is going to rise to the level of making it to their reality show someday this incident right but but let's just assume that in the telling of their lives they use this incident as part of a storyline they can edit it on their show mm-hmm. as though it happened in a way that it didn't happen and then that will be the narrative that is pushed, so what I'm saying is at the end of the day she gets to win, regardless well, she gets to win like for it. the
2: audience that's listening and paying attention and sure who cares because the rest of us who are like actually interested in the truth would mm-hmm. just follow you know the receipts, as is done by. The world yes so um again just thank you miss wagmeister for sticking up to reality and should also we, should you we
1: make her an honorary member of team cobra i feel I mean, like we should sure why not you're ours now
2: um what mm-hmm. i would say is um it also is a weak excuse for why you said something really absurd mm-hmm. right like oh you were asked a tough question and so you were on edge so that forced you to give a really tone-deaf answer mm-hmm. i don't think that's a good excuse yeah yeah. That doesn't really explain way much.
1: We're on to you, Kim. Yeah. Uh, you can't and pull also, the wool over our eyes.
2: Also, it just, I love moments like this when, uh, yeah, it's just, you, you. it's so obvious. It's so obvious. It's just so obvious they have no connection to the real world, period, end of story.
1: When we return on The Colleen and Bradley Show, we will connect you to the real world, and we will do that with dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy Stupid idiots. idiots, coming up after this on My Talk 1071. Here we just make fun of Judge Judy. Be belong, dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. No like Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And these are your Crazy Stupid Idiots.
0: Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid
2: idiot. Yeah. Colleen and Bradley present CSI.
0: It stands for crazy, stupid idiots.
2: It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida
1: and sometimes other places. Like. Um, where is this? I guess I didn't uh notice where this is. It okay. is uh, uh it, oh in Indiana. It's an elementary school in Indiana, right. uh, where this occurred. It was um picture day, picture it, uh, student picture day, and uh... it was on St Patrick's Day, as you may know. There is a color associated with St Patrick's Day in one way. Many people celebrate is to wear that color, and it is the wearing of the green. Yes. So, um, students at Sugar Grove Elementary School in Greenwood, Indiana were, uh, having a green themed party on March 17th, which also happened to be picture day. And I don't know if you know this, but pictures have gotten to be a little more high tech than they were when we were kids. And so oftentimes they will, uh, superimpose kind of different backdrops. Um, and you can choose them. So they'll take one picture and then they'll superimpose some sort of backdrop. Of your choosing. Okay. Um. You can choose just a plain colored background. You can choose a meadow. You can choose a bridge scene. I mean, there's all kinds of options. Yeah. To make it look like your kid technology is technology. Yeah. Is yay. So fun. But the way that they do that is they have a certain kind of screen in the background. And that screen is green. Green. It's green a green screen. screen. So, imagine the uh, confusion, maybe, of all the parents when they got the proofs from School Picture Day, which, again, occurred on St. Patrick's Day, on the Day of the Wearing of the Green. green, Got it. And their children appeared as
2: floating heads. I was going to say a lot of disembodied heads, perhaps.
1: I cannot believe that... There wasn't some sort of thought put toward this.
2: Also, Um, whoever took the photos doesn't know what they're doing.
1: Clearly, or, you know, I don't know, I get about 20 notices when it's kids picture day that tells you all kinds of things about how to prepare for picture day.
2: Yeah, maybe They're don't like wear we don't green if they want to have a disembodied head.
1: Yeah, fine. fine by us. Uh, the, co- the company is called Interstate Photography. Uh, they wanted to get the early proofs to the parents quickly. And so they sent them all out before they put the quote finishing touches on them. But they do say that the green screen issue can be fixed in post-production.
2: I mean, okay. So their
1: children will not look like disembodied heads. Well, there's a the photo yearbook. in your
2: story that doesn't seem to indicate well, that's that possible. Well, that is
1: because that uh, that's one of the proofs. And there was, I mean, there were a couple parents, and let me tell you what, I would be one of those parents that went ahead and ordered the disembodied head pictures anyway because mm. they're so <laughs> stupid um yeah so anyway so apparently the the company's gonna have to go back and why fix them student all.
2: photos are a thing but that's a whole separate combo.
1: well let me tell you i listen and there is i mean honestly there is something hilarious about them in the sense that like we've done this before if they've made a mistake we've kept them anyway like on one of my kids pictures from a few years ago um, and I don't know if this was my error or their processing error. It's really difficult to sign three kids up. You have to like go out and come back in. You can't just be like, I have three children. Here are their names. So they put one of my other children's names mm. on. And it happened to be my daughter's name that mm. they put on my oldest son's picture. And we just got a kick out of it. And we kept the picture. He was very upset. He was like, please have these fixed. And I was like, I'm not going to pay the money for that. Thank you. Listen, it's a thing. They still do it. People making money off of it. Weird.
2: It's weird. Just, it's just a weird cultural artifact. It really is.
1: You know what? I, I, do, I am disappointed, though, that they don't do the ones that they did when we were kids in the 80s, where you, there's like you sitting there, and then there's the disembodied head that, version of you looking yeah, at you.
2: That's even weirder. It's Whoever so creepy. came up with that. Well, even like my uh, graduation photo, we had to wear a tuxedo. And the girls had to wear like a off the shoulder thing. It was fair. It's just very weird. It would not happen today. I don't imagine. Oh,
1: I. Yeah. I don't know. That was that like, didn't happen to have school. one
2: outfit for all the boys and one outfit. Oof. All the girls. Oop.
1: In my high school yearbook, you could actually just hand in a snapshot. Oh, wow. So there's one, one kid who's filling up a gas tank and smoking a cigarette at mm. the same time. All right. Yeah, it's awesome. Censorship was not a thing.
2: Where are we going next? We are going to Ohio. No. In fact, I think I uh, was in Ohio yesterday for one of our crazy stupidity I think stories. You were. And I think we were just west of Cleveland, which guess what? We are just west of Cleveland in a place called Illyria, 30 miles west of Cleveland, Ohio. And I want to tell you about a guy who's facing theft charges. But mm. wait, there's more. You know, stealing $336.93 worth of merchandise is no big whoop. It's the kind of merchandise That uh, a gentleman by the name of 28-year-old Joshua Millsap, he's not named Mm 28-year-old Joshua Millsap, because that would be weird. It's his age, followed by his name. Mr. Millsap uh, uh, stole some stuff, and it's the stuff Mm -hmm. that earned him crazy stupidity at status.
1: Okay. He stole 3,000 pounds of manure.
2: Ooh, I like that Possibility, but Maybe he needed to
1: fertilize something.
2: Nope. It was not Not poop.
1: Manure. Poopy, 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 poopy. (laughs) Um, He stole... He stole... Ah. mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He stole 35,000 gallons of fish tanks.
2: Wow. If you could get 35,000... gallons of fish tanks for $336. I'd say, good on you. But no, that's not the case. In fact, 28-year-old Joshua Millsap stole $336.93 worth of sex toys from an adult novelty store. Yes. That's my adult novelty store voice. Mm -hmm. And um, he stole it from a store called Cirilla's, which apparently is like a chain... Naughty store. I just... I love that in the year 2022, there are still brick, brick and mortar...
1: Um, naughty stores? Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. Naughty stores. I mean, when
0: you're in a pinch, man.
2: Pinching what? Exactly. Okay. okay. Thank you. A nipple? Because they've got clamps for those things. They do. At Cirilla's. Anyway, no. Of the $336 things uh, or dollars worth of things that he stole, I should tell you that upon he arrived at the store and apparently um he like his maneuver was to like cut a slit in his jacket and then shove uh some things in his jacket and then try to escape cops caught him doing this and of course the the the, the interesting thing is an officer checked his jacket, and located additional items, which included below a list of seven recovered sex toys and oh their respective gosh. retail prices. Oh, good. Would you like to play a little game? Yeah. Okay. Holly, make it happen. Or don't. I think she's Let's trying to. Let's play a little I'm game. i trying to make it happen. No, I know. I know. She's I know.
1: trying to make it happen.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. This game is called... Name that price. Oh, okay. I'm going to give you a name. Okay. And you're going to give me the price. Okay. First up, Bob, we mm-hmm. have the Shapeshifter. Okay. Shapeshifter Schmanel.
1: Yes, that is. $54. Item number,
2: uh, item number one, four, 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 six, shape sh- shifter, schmanel I better be careful. $99.99. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's a, that's that's, a no. Uh-huh. That's a buzz.
1: Oh, that is cost prohibitive.
2: Uh, okay, can we do another one? All right. Guess this price, Colleen Lindstrom. It is item number 31336 from Cirilla's Naughty Store the universal pump sleeve how much does that go for universal pump
1: sleeve. oh i imagine that is <laughs> a very uh that's a very important thing uh, that, was- that does it study? come with the suction part okay I think that you is. That I think yourself. that is the question. Uh, I'm going to say that's that's going to be over hundred dollars. That is hundred thirty nine dollars ninety five. Wow!
2: You need to go to Cirilla's uh, and do some price shopping because it's only ten ninety nine. That is a bargain. I know the Universal Pump Sleeve ten ninety nine. Let's do one more. Okay. Just for- All right. Good measure. All right. We're guessing the price. I thought the that price. the pump
1: sleeve was for that. <laughs>
2: okay. Good <laughs> we hey. For after. Thank you. Uh, let's see what we can get this up to, Colleen. <laughs> item number 31884 from Cirilla's Naughty Store, the Stay Hard Donut Rings. Mm. Stay Hard Donut Rings. Oh, I bet you donuts. can
1: get a half dozen of those for $12.99.
2: Oof, you are just overpaying for your I toys. I am? $6.99 A for bun. the Stay Hard donut rings. I wonder if they have, like, I mean, who
1: wants their donuts to be hard?
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't think no, it's for the donuts. I'm,
1: I'm teasing. All right. Well, that's Yeah, there were some fun. reasonably it priced items on there.
2: Yeah. That
1: was fun. Uh... Thank you for taking us to Cirilla's, Bradley. Yeah, you're and uh, also, I would like to suggest to Cirilla's that they look into a sexier name for their store because I don't know that I'd walk. I think it was like an Italian restaurant. I
2: know. Let's let's go to Cirilla's tonight. <laughs> shall I mean, that we? that would be a. Oh shock. my god! What the heck? Oh, by the way, I tried to go there. I can't. Well, that's because we're at work. I know, but like, how does it know that Cirilla's is naughty? I don't know. It's just Cirilla's.com or something.
1: When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is time to play another game. This game is called The Throwback. What? We'll do that after this on My Talk one oh seven one.